It's time to start the podcast. It's time to hit the mics. It's time to start the podcast with Moon, P. Jug, and Hob. I think this is episode 40. I'm trying to keep all of these podcasts in order in a folder on my computer so that I can refer back to who we've had as guests. And then this week, uh, we were going to have uh, Eric Perkins. Remember here from CARE 11? He had a photo shoot. You know, I think a lot of people on TV are terribly good looking. <laughs> okay. And, and I know that you need that quality, especially to be like on the network. And uh, we're going to talk with our guest about all this here in just a minute. Were you inferring that, that, that Eric Perkins did not have those qualities? Like, where was that going? Well, <laughs> you know, when you're looking at people, some people are just striking. Right. I think Perk was you know handsome but he wasn't like david muir uh kevin hartley this is us i don't think he had that kind of look no he had charisma a lot of personality for sure or, well oh, i'm talking about him like he's dead yes eric has <laughs> eric is, i used to work with eric eric is lovely and we're not trying to bag on you but you know what when you cancel on our show things get said that's right. It, and it really affects no one. <laughs> if you cancel on this podcast, really nobody cares. Okay. So anyway, we have been talking about having Miss Shannon on since the very first day that we started doing this 40 episodes ago. Our podcast has kind of evolved and almost into a tailspin. Okay. So here's what you're looking at. Moon, you know me. I was on the radio a long time. Then P-Jug. That's been my uh, my wife's position, and she's never liked being on the podcast. She's always wanting to quit. She sometimes is a no-show. It's just not good at all. And then last week, we actually uh, offered people the, uh, the right to audition to replace P-Jug. Uh, and all you do is record yourself on your damn iPhone. And, and you know, every week she says the same thing. Say it again. P-Jug here. That's her line, and she's sticking to it. <laughs> and really, we get no more from her during an entire podcast. I do have a lot of people saying that you have the most uh, contagious laugh of all time, and I know you do. I've always liked that about you. This woman made me laugh on her first date at a coffee shop in Lakeville. You right allowed here. her to talk on a date? I can't believe it. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we've been in a tailspin, me and her, for a long time, too. How long have we been together? long time? 14 years. That is. That yeah. is you know what? You're doing the Lord's work, babe. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And then Hobbs uh, was somebody that I worked with that was known as Bangs on KS95 for a long time, both in the morning, then in the afternoon. Eventually, she parted ways with the company. And, and then uh, we had started this podcast. And we're thinking, who can we get on it? Because we didn't know anything about doing a podcast. We didn't have the equipment. We didn't have the knowledge. We had zero. And it sounds that way still to this day. <laughs> we're true to the brand. You know? Yeah, true to the brand of no brand. So <laughs> then we're thinking, okay, well, wait a minute. The guy that was going to be on, he was not allowed by the company. And so we needed that third voice. Well, Tiffany and I have worked together for years on the air, off the air, all that stuff. So she was a natural. So then she joined in and then we've been doing different kinds of guests. 
I mean, our guest list is so random. We have neurologists, and then we have magicians, yep. and then we have comedians, mm-hmm. then we have people with disabilities, then we have people that have went through domestic abuse, then we have people that have went through addiction. We've had it all on this podcast, and now we want to continue with this with Miss Shannon Paul from the Twin Cities, Minnesota. Welcome to the show. Hello, everyone. Uh, P-Jug, may I say this? I am glad that you stayed with the stayed on the train until I got here. So it's good. I'm glad that you're still here. So lovely to talk to you, Moon. Good to talk to Tiffany. I talk to her every day, though. Um, and <laughs> I talk to her every day. So nice to meet you, PJ. My pleasure to meet nice you. Nice to meet you. I'm a big fan of yours, by the way. Oh, thank you. That's very kind of you. Yeah, I'm a big that. fan of my talk. And thank I you. hear you on the Red Hot Real Estate Show on Sunday. You I know, heard you feeling with Donna and Steve. Like yes. me and Paul Folger. No, actually, that was uh, Matt Belanger. Matt Belanger. Oh, yes. okay. Yeah, you did so fantastic. And he You're was awesome. lovely. We had never uh, done full shows with one another, and we hit it yeah. off like really, really well. And, you know, my talk, I'd been in radio not nearly as long as uh, Moon, but a long enough time that I had been through a variety of different iterations. And the last station I worked at before I was at my talk Honestly, it just was not run the way I had expected a radio station to run. And it just kind of had taken all of the fun out of being in radio because of the direction that management was taking. Um, And then I went in one day on a Friday and didn't mean to quit and was like, I think I quit. You know, (laughs) this was like, this is really toxic. This isn't what I thought. I, you know, really just wanted to focus on. Um, some personal uh, exploration and, and and some things that I was trying to pivot with my son, who anybody who knows me knows that he also happens to be high supports on the autism spectrum. I just needed time. I needed time to think and mm-hmm. figure out what we were going to do and what I was going to do. And so I quit my radio job. And so I'm like, wow, for the first year, first time in 20 years, if you count my intern years, I don't work in radio and that's super weird. And I'm like, okay. Um, and then uh, Amy Daniels over at my talk, hit me up and was like, Hey, we have a position. And we had talked about some other roles that I'm like, ah, that's not really quite the right role. And she had not, you know, we hadn't been able to figure right thing. And then the Sunday slot opened up and it was the perfect fit. And I am having such a wonderful time um, over there. And, and part of it is because not only do I get to fill in with some wonder for some wonderful people when they're out, but I also get to cover some really wonderful topics. Because when I first started, uh, along with the Red Hot Real Estate Show, I hosted a show called The Mom Show, where we had a rotating panel of experts uh, that included a financial advisor, um, a women's health doctor, um, a um, family law and criminal attorney. And so I really like being able to give people quality information in an entertaining Uh way. And that's what I get to do over at my talk. So I call it edutainment edutainment is what I call it. So oh, I love it. That's great being over there. So I'm having a great time. So thank you for listening, PJ. I appreciate you. Yes. And guess what? I wrote to Amy and Ooh. I've never done this before and said that I loved your show with oh. Matt. I appreciate you doing that because we as human beings have a tendency to write in when we can't stand something or something right. pisses us off. Right. And it is a lot more difficult to get people to go, Hey, I like something. So thank yeah. you so much. Cause we had a wonderful time and we yeah, appreciate great. that, you know, that's people like you who really like the station think mm-hmm. that we fit and then it made sense. So thank you very much. Yes. I hear what you're saying. Guess what? I call into fast food restaurants when the food is great. <laughs> oh. I'm gonna, 
I'm I'm a crazy person, but people need to hear that. I work in restaurants. You're not crazy. You're that. Hey, the food was great tonight. And I think that it goes a long way. And I think that as far as being a quality human being, doing that and taking the time to do that, I think it really makes a difference. In and you never know how you're gonna start a spark, and you're the thing that was the catalyst for somebody having a good day or a bad day. Um, mm-hmm. Just by you saying, you know what? Right. Thank you very much. I appreciate you. And not turning it into, oh, I only hear from you when I do something wrong. That's fantastic. Right. So I don't think you're crazy at all. I am with yeah. you. I do the same thing. For years, I thought, why is my talk on the air? A lot <laughs> of people did. A lot no. of people did. <laughs> no, because we're not for you. I mean, but, you know, and, and you know, as someone who is a fan of pop culture. Like when I was doing my radio show, whenever I was, uh, when I was on all the music formats, that's a lot of what I did anyway. And so for me, it's the same amount of prep, except I get to really explore what the subject matter is. When before I do the same amount of prep, but then I'd only have at the most when I was still on mornings, what, five minutes to hit a topic on the end. I mean, on the high end. Or when I was ramping records, I'd have like, the most if you ramp down at the end 30 seconds including formatics so for me to get to say to fully you know go and explore some of these topics i mean the real i mean the reality is is that not only was my talk ahead of its time when it launched as fm 107 it's also part of the reason why it's basically a podcast before podcasts were super popular Right. And, you know, because we get to kind of meander and go back in and eventually we have to hit a stop set, which we don't have to do on our podcast. But that's the the, the kind of freedom that you get when you're on mm-hmm. a my talk, which you never had before. And the other super weird thing about being on my talk and Moon, this will make sense to you. And I I talk to Tiffany about this all the time. I've never been on a talk format before. I'm always been on music formats. And so you're just trying to drag people to that next quarter hour and keep people to stay with you for 12 minutes. And my talkers are amazing because my talkers listen all day. Yes. Like, I have never <laughs> experienced that where, you know, not only they go, well, it's probably, it's like they're waiting to see what I'm going to say about with this story about Oprah or what I'm going to say about no. Alan Baldwin, even though they just heard somebody else talk about it. They know that what I'm going to say is probably a little different than the other one. That never has happened that I'm going because there's lots of times I'll get busy and not get around to telling people that I'm going to be on. And then some people that know me from the show, they'll hit me up on Twitter. Oh, Miss Shanna's on. I'm like, thank you, Laura. I appreciate you. Yes. So I'm all over the place and they still listen. So we appreciate people like you, PJ. I guess it really makes it such a... Oh wonderful experience working there it's it's really been fun it's really been fun it's my happy place it really is i love it thank you so with my talk when i arrived in town i'm thinking okay this is a nutty format okay it's for women only i've never heard that before and i'm going to work trying to get bonuses for female audience and Mm -hmm. if they are looking exactly for just females that's not going to be good for me. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't really want them to succeed all that much, but I knew all the people over there and I really liked them and I wanted to cheer for them. And sure. then I got to realize that it's two totally different animals. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. The listeners at my talk are people who uh, generally are affluent. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. generally participate at businesses that are advertised on my talk. You know, my talks never had huge ratings, mm-hmm. but they have the most loyal audience. And that drives advertising, mm-hmm. which drives revenue, right. which mm-hmm. makes the company happy. And God bless Jenny Hubbard for coming up with the idea in the first place and sticking yep. with it because that was not an easy load to pull. No. And the engagement is so different than what I was accustomed to, even when I was at state stations that had ratings. Um, it was It's still different because the engagement is different. Like, I don't have to solicit calls or solicit feedback people will say things on twitter or hit me up on you know and be part of the conversation because we've been around long enough now that they know no really and i encourage them they they you know if they if i say hey call they know that i mean for them to call for me what was really fun because we responded to a lot of texts on the air about topics and i would write fake text messages that were just awful. I remember. And then you would get upset when like other people on the show would react to them. You're like, you know, it's not really real. (laughs) No one really said that it was me just stirring the pot. One of the best bits we did, uh, we made up that I went out to the parking lot and there was a mother that had left her kid in the car and come to find out she was doing a drug deal. And uh, I went out and addressed her, and this thing just took off like crazy. Your lie took off like crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, these were the bits that were the best, uh, you know, but the thing about it is you had to pull them off, and people had to buy the bit, right? And if they bought the bit, you win. And that was one of the things that was so fun was, you know, we made up so many different things like on a – uh, what was that? A uh, what do you call it? April Fool's Day? I said that there was a guy at a stoplight next to me, and his kid got out of the car seat. And so I rolled down my window and I said, "Hey, your kid's not in his car seat." And the guy jumped out and he beat me up at the stoplight. Shannon, yes, you're going to be so mad at what he says next. Okay, okay. <laughs> yes, say it, Moon. Okay. So <laughs> we love you. I, but. <laughs> I had had an eye lift that day, right? And when I had this eye lift, I had black eyes that were just awful, right? And I took those pictures and I put them on our website of what I looked like after the guy beat me up at the stoplight right. at Cedar and 42 oh in God. Apple Valley, right? He was not saving an infant from eminent danger. He had van- <laughs> in his vanity and I lived and then thought this will be a great bit. I appreciate read. the creativity. Um, that's <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know what? That's, that's a good nice thing to bring up. Yeah. I mean, and, but you know, what's interesting and the other thing that, you know, cause I worked in morning radio and we had our bits and stuff that we did. And some of them we were really proud of, and some of them were just stupid. It had changed a lot from when I started co-hosting a morning show to be- the end right before I quit. Because when I started, we were on a top 40 and that was fine. And it, you know, they hired me pretty much to be me. Then once we transitioned to a hip hop station, the, 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 the format got steadily, I'm using air cords, cooler as we continued on. And it got a lot more, as I put it, Jerry Springer and Jackass by the end. 
And I remember talking to our PD and our GM at the time and going, our program director and our, our, our general manager and going, are you going to pay me more to act? Because I can act, but this isn't me. And I have to show up places and have people go, you seem so different than you are on the radio. And that was part of the reason I finally came off the morning show that I was on and wasn't on the air for years, is that it had gotten a lot more contentious. Um, it had ruined a friendship uh, between my co-host and I. Like, we were friends first. He's part of the reason why I ended up on the air. Um, because of the the direction that the show was going, uh, it ruined our friendship. You know, I was around when his his son was born and all that stuff. And we're hanging out at his house. And it's, this was so contentious by the end because oh. the final the final straw, I found out I was pregnant, but the job was so contentious. Um, I hadn't told my um, anybody else on the morning show that I was pregnant. Um, because I'm like, you know, especially if you're very near the beginning of your pregnancy, sometimes you don't want to talk about it because stuff happened. This was my first and now it's turned out to be my only child. But you didn't know how things were going to go. And I didn't feel like that being a bit back to what Moon yeah. was saying. So I hadn't said anything. And I went on vacation by myself for the first time. The whole show used to go on vacation. I went on vacation. That was also when I used to play for the women's pro football team here in Minnesota. And some woman who I barely know called in while I was on vacation and said, yeah, Miss Shannon went on injured reserve, but she didn't, we didn't see her get hurt. And that usually means they're pregnant, blah, blah, blah. Like called in and stirred the pot. So my co-host goes on the radio with everybody. Like there's no women on the show the day because they didn't have a fill in me if nobody was there. So these three dudes get on the radio and start this very, what's a great bit, but a very harmful piece of BS. So they go on the, the radio and go, Miss Shannon has a secret. She's been lying to us. She's been this, she's been that. And so my phone starts blowing up and people are like, I think Tony's about to say you're pregnant. Are you pregnant? Congratulations. We didn't know you're pregnant. You know, and I'm like, nobody knew. My ex and I had barely told our families at that point. And so nobody knew. Um, we had literally told his family like two days before. My program director called my co-host at the time lays into him like, have you talked to Shannon? Do you know, does she this? Well, you shouldn't be talking about this. His wife called him and was like, what are you doing? Like, this is your friend. Does she know you're talking about this? How would you feel if this happened to us? And that was what brought him back to reality, reality. that this bit wasn't working and it wasn't what we're supposed to do. So our producer called me and I cussed him out and hung up on him and told him I was never coming in again. Um, and then our stunt guy, you know, Mr. Third Chair called in and, oh, she had a shit. I was like, you're supposed to be my friend. You can kiss my ass. I'm not, I quit. I'm not coming in. Yep. Mm -hmm. and then my co-host called me. He's like, I wasn't thinking I'm this and blah, and I wasn't that. Please come in. And I came in and we took some calls and I talked about it. And we had already kind of talked about, like, I, I came up in the promotions and mark the promotions ranks and then was encouraged to end up on air and enjoyed being on air, but it wasn't what I went to school for. It wasn't what I thought I was going to be. You know, I wasn't trying to grow up. It wasn't like when I was in high school, I'm like, Hey, I'm gonna grow up and be a radio DJ. And so <laughs> a job that they had kind of been talking to me about um, was the promotions and marketing director at the station. And they were talking about expanding and buying other stations. And so I'm like, yeah, I quit. And so we did that Monday. I finished out the rest of my week on vacation and came in on Friday and announced that I was no longer on the show. Um, because to me, I'm going, I could have stayed working in banking or some other marketing and all this other stuff. It wasn't worth it. 
um, for me to have to co-op who I was mm-hmm. at that point. And, you know, I'm like, you took what should have been the most exciting announcement in my life and you trashed it and, you know, took that away from me. And I got over it because I get over stuff, but I'm like, okay. And it really, like, I didn't go back on, on air for years. No. For years. Yeah. I didn't go back on airs for years. I was that pissed. And I just stayed and I was like, this isn't the industry for me. It's not what I want to do. I don't like what it turns people into. Um, and so I had to find just the right format and just the right setting and go, here's what it is. And, and when I finally came back on, it was a format of music that I loved. Um, I really wanted to engage with the listeners in a certain way and talk about it. And I mean, it was an indie rock station and I grew up kind of, you know, Tiffany, when she used to work with me, she'd come <laughs> in my office. She's like, why are you listening to this sad music? I'm like, it's not sad. Oh. It's Mo. Um, so like I knew, I knew it was a bad day promotionally because she'd have the, like the, the really pretty, like beautiful, <laughs> like scarf over the office lamp. <laughs> And there would be, you know, some like Matchbox Twenty playing or something. And, and, uh, or thirty seconds to Mars. You thirty know, seconds or, to Mars, which my child also loved. They were still like still stomping, and and I'm and, like, what's going on? Who is mean to you today? I'm like, I'm good. I didn't get to use my full skill set at at right. the way that the format that I was in. Like, I do get to use it my talk. Um, so. I was in a format where basically they were encouraging me to dumb things down, PJ. Uh, and so what's think is, is interesting. Uh, and Moon was like, Moon knows who I worked with. So it went yeah. from, we hired you because you're funny and you're smart and you're talented to, hey, you're supposed to be the hot girl that laughs at these stupid jokes and do all this stuff. I'm like, no, I'm the funny one on this show. Yep. That uh-huh. was what you hired yeah. to do. Was that's to be what, funny that's what Moon got hired for, was to be the the cute girl to laugh at all the jokes. And look at how he turned out. Uh, <laughs> he was so supposed cute, to be Moon. all tits and hair, and look at him now. I like know? it. One of the things that I did, and this is, you know, something that I felt that I was smarter than a lot of male hosts. Mm-hmm. Okay? One of the things that I knew early on is if you're trying to appeal to a certain demographic of women, mm-hmm. and you've got women in that demographic on your show you need to allow them to be who the hell they are right and a lot of male hosts couldn't take that no when i promoted it hell when i was in houston we used to have six mics in the studio hot at all the times Mm -hmm. and and half of them or four out of the six at times were women Mm -hmm. right and it was just it fit i was the guy that kind of just you know, guided the cruise ship and occasionally hit a, a barge or two. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's great because I don't think that listeners listen and go, if they think the show's funny, then it turns out Moon's funny. They're not going, well, Moon does this and Moon does that. All they right. know is that they listen to Moon's show and people say things that they like and that mm-hmm. they're funny and that they're this. So a lot of the jokes that other people said, they probably thought you said because they were busy doing something else. And only cared that they are entertained during the time. And, you know, I think that we just don't give human beings enough credit. And that's what I love about my talk is that they're going, no, we can go through a range of emotions. And, you know, and that people trust us enough. And PJUG knows, here's they're going to tell some jokes. They're going to do this. This is when they might get serious for a minute, but they're going to be serious in a way that makes sense. 
You know, yeah. you're pissed about something. There's a reason why I'm pissed. Like I can sit there and I can disagree. You know, like I filled in with Alexis one day and we were talking about Alec Baldwin and she was like, I really liked this interview they did. I said, you know what? The more I listen to it, the more it makes me mad. Oh, yeah. After the shooting, after, after that, shooting. After I'm that like, shooting. I disagree, yeah. but we could have and she and I are friends. So it wasn't argumentative or contentious. We could have a discussion and go right. this part about it. I found disingenuous and distasteful. And she can go this part. I thought made sense. And we could have a discussion and we yeah. could do what I think we all try to do. Moon is sit there and go, OK, whose side or what are you who are you trying to relate to? And and. We have those conversations. I'm sure, PJ, I'm sure you heard too many of these stories, like because of Moon when he came home. Like you have all these conversations of what's your character on this show? Mm -hmm. And those characters are a lot more siloed in music formats than we have to do over at My Talk. And that's nice, too, is yeah. that people get to know you differently. Here's one of the things, too. Equal pay mm -hmm. on radio shows, mm -hmm. male, female, has never been equal. Never. Okay. Never. And so when that occurs, there the company has to have a reason that they pay whatever to mm -hmm. each employee or whatever. I saw a commercial on TV the other day. It was an African-American young guy, maybe 21 years old. He said, if I do the same job as a white guy, I make 10% less. Mm -hmm. Right. And you think of the uh, inequality in the world of salaries and how that can weigh on, you know, trying to put together a team that's creative mm -hmm. and well oiled and all pulling the same, you know, rowing the boat like PJ yes. Fleck, right? right. I was the associate producer. I did the street bits. I did all these other things. We were getting ready to launch a bunch of video content. So I was recording these videos and I was making a third. And, you know, and then it was not only are you making a third, we want you to be this other person or we want to be able to, hey, I know you're in this relationship now, but can you get can you go to this parade in Stillwater and get audio of people bitching about the new guy that you're dating? Because we think that would be fun on the yeah. show. And See I'm like, this. are you going to pay me more? No, you're not going to pay me more. So, you know, that you know, we have this pay equity conversation all the time and learning to hold your rate. And I know that it takes time, but it's. And I have been very fortunate that I worked with some very talented men. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying that I also worked really hard. Mm -hmm. And so to not be, not to, to, to have it, like to, to go in er, to work every day and all the parody songs are about my relationships and how everybody's defaulting to, well, she had a bad date because she must be gay. So I'm obviously clearly very interesting content. Why aren't I making more money? Right. Yeah, for sure. You know, that's, that's a weird dynamic that I think we still get. You know, and we see, still for get. me too. What happened was I started by saying, "Why is my talk on the air? Mm -hmm. Not getting it, not wanting it to impede my pay mm -hmm. because they could they could actually influence what I made because yeah. if they were too successful, that wasn't good. Mm -hmm. But I wanted them to succeed because I've known them all." Yeah. And I made friends with all of them. Mm -hmm. We see, we saw each other all the time. Uh, I became the biggest Amy fan. Yeah. Right. I angered her uh, one time. This is when I tried to uh, pick my own replacement uh, on KS95. Uh -huh. And I went to Steve Patterson from, uh -huh. uh, you know, uh, Twin Cities Live and oh, yeah. you know, my talk with Donna and Steve. And so you tried to poach. 
I tried to poach. I went across <laughs> the hall and I had a conversation with Steve. I said, look, Steve, you know, if I leave, I want somebody I know that Stacy and everybody are going to mesh with instantly. And that guy is, he's the bomb diggity and he's crazy talented and he's Here. a hard worker. Mm -hmm. He's got it all. And I'm thinking, look, he's my man. He should replace me because Stacy loves him and it would be great. And Amy said, get back on your side of the hall, Moon. Yeah. Well, yeah. Not You're not a program director, sir. Amy's like, nobody yeah. asked you. We're good. The program director of my talk now angry. Also, uh, some of the upper level Hubbards were angry for me trying to steal him from TV. You were also being guided out of that building on a golden chariot. Yeah. <laughs> the fuck over backwards accommodating <laughs> all of your needs for many years and they're like ah, i got one last one i mean you're a little thirsty <laughs> from game of thrones like yeah but this headstone i gotta <laughs> say that's some entitled white dude shit you did that's <laughs> i'm like you already they're already like hey we appreciate everything you do we should be hall of fame he was on tv we had the news in there there was a going away party there was balloons there was and that's swimming. a big deal because that means yes. they really respect you because yes. even if you leave and they appreciate you they still have a tendency old school radio still would have been like deuces bye and then just right. another person would have shown up that's what I, got. I thought I was going to get the moon treatment when I when I, I, I did the show. I definitely yeah. did not. It was don't come in. I think that the company, and God bless them, they were over the top kind to me, right? I believe that they know that I could be their biggest advocate. It was just an awesome relationship. Yes. And yes. I felt like, you know, they supported me in everything I did. Yeah. And we had great fortune along the way yeah. and had some luck. Mm -hmm. And we worked real hard at it and it worked out. Yeah. Well, you guys had tremendous ratings. No one can argue right. with your career Never. at all. I mean, everything you've done, like you are, this man is Teflon, Shannon. You, I know you haven't listened to a lot of the episodes of the podcast, but most of Moon's old radio stories end up with him doing a bit, getting fired, and then getting <laughs> hired the same day from a competitor or even someone in the same building in the, in the elevator. But, like, yeah, but, yeah. but it's but I guess what we're talking about, Shannon and I, a little bit sometimes is just that it is not that is that's been your experience, and it's not necessarily women's experience in that. No. But, but Moon is, I will say this, Shannon, and I know you know this already because you were, you know, we've been best friends for I don't know 15 years or whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You've been through all of this with me. Moon is my dude. Yeah. When my real life fell to crap and when I like couldn't do it and whenever, and I'm getting a little teary mm -hmm. moon was always there for me. Moon never treated me as a woman differently mm -hmm. than any other person in the building. He asked for free shit from everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I was not the only one. It did not matter your gender. <laughs> not matter what race, creed, color, whatever. If, if you, if you thought you had a cookie, he was gonna ask. Yes. Okay. yes. And yes. I think and, and I and again Tiffany and I talk all the time. So I agree. Like I know from daily conversations that she appreciated 
every opportunity she had working with you, Moose. Absolutely. So, yeah. And Absolutely. it was a big deal when you left. And so it was right. a big deal for all of us. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, you know, I you were around when I was first like baby DJ in town and was like, oh, somebody asked me to do a full-time radio job. I was doing overnights, you know, mm -hmm. DJ, I was doing overnights at KDWB, you know. So I was like, you know, Emma, like I was still, I was, I was so new that I wasn't Miss Shannon. I wasn't even Shannon Paul. I was Shannon Price. Cause I, my, my first radio name was Shannon Price. Cause it's like oh. your last oh. name. We need to ask that question more often on the podcast moon. What was your first radio honor name? name? Yeah. My first honor name was Shannon Price because Paul is, is my name, but it's not a last name. And so people very rarely, they're like, oh, that's your radio name. I'm like, actually, no. Um, so I did Shannon Price, made a bunch of prices, right? Jokes back then, all this stuff, because I was corny. <laughs> um, and was doing overnights and worked really hard to get overnights. That I mean, that was back when you had to like really like I had to talk my way into a Sunday morning shift where I got three breaks for one hour in between Casey Kasem and um uh uh, uh, Casey Kasem and public <clears throat> affairs programming. I had one hour and I had to, I had to emotionally bully our music director back then. Like, let me learn how to do this shift. He's like, we got plenty of people doing the shift. I'm like, no, 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 no. Let me learn how to do this shift. And so they trained me on the shift. And then one of the people didn't show up one Sunday. So I got a call at four o'clock in the morning to say, Hey, can you come in and do this shift? I'm like, yeah. And I'm like nervous. I go and I sucked. I sucked. I don't think I probably if I dig far enough in a drawer someplace, I have an air check of that one. Um, but it sucked because why wouldn't I suck? You know, kind of thing. I've been a board op and running the party zone and doing all these things and, and everything else and working in promotions. And so but I did it. And then I, I again, emotionally, emotionally uh, uh, manipulated our music director and made him air check me like he did everybody else for my little three breaks that I had. <laughs> And so I got better, you know, I think I got better. And then I got offered, you know, I, I, you know, when my uh, co-host offered me this job going down to Austin, uh, Austin, Texas, I thought until I packed the truck that he was punking me and not really asking me to go. Right. Um, and we went down there and we had a great time. We worked for a clear channel station and they fired us after a year. <laughs> and, wow. and we started looking for another job. And happened to find this job here in the Twin Cities. And I've been back here, you know, ever since. And it was a great, it was a great find, you know, and it was a good fit. And I, I, even though there were some parts in my career that were very contentious and I learned a lot in every pivot, in every pivot. And I don't yeah. regret any of the pivots uh, I learned a lot. I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about a variety of industries. And, you know, I'm very fortunate that I ended up where I am. And this is interesting because it was a very windy road to get here. But it was also I got to do some amazing things, you know, during this whole road. So I've got no complaints, no complaints. Hey, Miss Shannon, have you ever thought about writing a book? Yes. Thank you. I know the title of it. Because okay. um, this is the title that I use for most of my projects right now is Comedy Through the Chaos, Lessons Learned Through Laughter. Um, I love that. That's thank perfect. You. Thank you. And so I've talked, I, I've, I've put that intonation out into the universe for the last four years and haven't done it. And so it's one okay. of the things that this year I want to at least make sure that it's started. And that was a thing that, you know, we've all had in common was the love of comedy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so you were doing stand up, open mic nights, all kinds of stuff. Uh, you do all kinds. And we used to know each other also from 
Acme Comedy Company's Funniest Person in the Twin Absolutely. Cities. Absolutely. Every single year, Lewis would have me down there. And I love Lewis. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, my biggest thing now is, is the uh, disability entryway. Yep. Not such a good thing. Mm-hmm. You can still get into the club. Sure. But here's the thing I want to bring up, too, that I am just so nervous about. And maybe if I take Xanax, it would help. Hmm. Uh, let's see. One of my favorite comedians is Brian Regan. Okay. And I loved him in Louder Milk on Amazon Prime. Funny show about a sober coach mm-hmm. that is just like a, the biggest dry drunk of all time. Yeah. Very humorous, terribly dark. Yeah. Uh, but he's going to be at Mystic Lake. Okay. And I have four vaccinations already. Mm-hmm. And I have had zero antibodies. Right mm-hmm. before we recorded this podcast, I go for a treatment. It's two times a year. Mm-hmm. Stuff is so strong, you don't have to have it every month. Um, but it wipes out all of your B cells. Yeah. And so it you know, it really tears your immune system apart. Mm. I got an antibody test for my fourth shot about 30 days ago. Mm-hmm. If there's any hope that I'm going to have antibodies, it's through this test, which I should have the results on by the next podcast. Okay. And I don't know whether to go to an area where there are a lot of people. No. Omicron's different. I mean, yeah. it's really different. If you take a look at 700,000 new infections a day in the U.S. And, you know, in Minnesota, there's been tons. Right. Including my own daughter who has it right now. Yeah. And we have, you know, a friend of mine in Texas was on a ventilator mm-hmm. for 10 days last oh, week. No. Yeah. You know, it's just been awful. So do I, for the love of comedy and one of my favorite stand-ups to go out to a place that is totally not safe with a no. lot of people unbacked. Well, and we're not saying it's unsafe, but you're you're immune compromised. Can I say this? I'm saying it's not safe. And and uh, and and here's the thing is that I'm torn and Tiffany is performers like us that perform on stage. We got back to work a lot quicker than a lot of people. There's whole companies that are still like, eh, you don't have to come in. But because of what we do, we had to make the decision to go back sooner. And I am the most extroverted extrovert. But because I have a son who has additional challenges, I've been very selective about what I've done. And so I've gone and done things that are work related. You know, we've had some good friends that were out there before us. And so I figured out what I can do to safely be out there. Um, But I also, as an example, was supposed to travel next month at the time that we're recording this to go to L.A. for because I'm a big nerd. So I was going to go to a Doctor Who convention and I decided not to go. Because it's more people. I don't know exactly about their mask. Even though this was a place where everybody had show proof of vaccination and wear a mask. A lot of what you do is talk to new people, do all this stuff. And so I was like, you know, I don't think this is the time. And I've managed to get this far into the process, working out in public, doing some things, um, not doing the giant things. Like I'm usually at the Minnesota State Fair and I was happy that they canceled all my live shots this year because I just didn't want to be in that position where I had to decide if my job and what I loved was more important than my safety. And who would have thought we would have been here where comedy was a, 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 a dangerous gig, but we're right. So well, I mean, it, was, it always was dangerous, but you were just worried about offending the one guy right. with the neck tattoo in the front row. Like that and, was it. Like once the bouncer walked to your car, you're fine. I'll tell you this, Moon. I you need to do what you life is short. 
Um, I want you to enjoy yourself. I don't want you to uh, make decisions from a position of fear. But if you were thinking this hard about it, are you really going to have the best time you could anyway? Because you have to talk yourself into it in spite of things. And that's what I felt like about my trip. I'm like, I could still go, but I'd feel really, I'd be really crap, you know, crabby at myself if I had to come back and go, I have to cancel these gigs because I have Omicron. Right. And, and I can't, or I feel like I need to hide in my hotel room because I, I'm worried about the situation. I think it's a fine line between balancing the immediacy of seeing them right now and going just because I can't go to this venue doesn't mean that you don't still love the, the, the performer doesn't mean that you don't still want to see them down the, down the road. Mm -hmm. But if it's, if it's going to, if it's going to taint your experience, then why go, you know, why go? It will just be a pain in the butt. And then you're going, well, I got to wear four mask. I gotta, whatever it is to make yourself comfortable. If you could make yourself, if you can make yourself okay with it, that you'd be able to come home and sleep at night, then still go. But if not, don't feel bad and make that decision of, I have to go. We don't have to do anything. You know, well, a moon to. especially does not have to do anything. If no. anybody <laughs> doesn't have to do anything, you don't have to do it. Well, you know, where are you going to be performing coming up? What's your website? How do people ah. contact you, follow you? We always need more followers, so I'm easy to find. It's at Miss Shannon, Shannon with an A, everywhere you look. That's also my website, MissShannon.com. Yeah, well, it's actually two A's. I mean, let's be honest. Correct. S-H-A-N-N-A-N. I need to say Miss Shannon with two A's, so yes. maybe that's better. Yes. So Miss, or, right. No, I have a better idea. Miss Shannon with all A's. All, all the A's. With so all A's. So Miss Shannon with all A's.com. All my social medias are linked there. The next, um, if you're listening in the Twin Cities, the next opportunity to see me live and in person is going to be at Running Aces Casino and nice. uh, and oh, at yeah. Harness Park. So oh, yeah. I am headlining uh, Running Aces Casino and Harness Park on February 12th. There's two shows, two opportunities for you to go. And so you can get all that information on my website or you can go to runningaces.com. You can also, if you want more of me and you want more of Miss uh, Tiffany Norton, a.k.a. Hobbs over there, you can listen to us. We started doing um, a, a live stream in the midst of COVID because we knew how we were feeling so isolated and a bunch of our friends were feeling isolated. So we started this weekly um, live stream where people can just, you know, we just build communities and we, we call it the black unicorn and the white witch. We normally do it at 5 p.m. Central on all of our social media. So on our Facebook. On Sunday uh, nights. Yep. Sunday nights, 5 p.m. Central. Uh, we're we trying do, to, when, do you remember when we were kids? Like five o'clock on Sundays was reserved yeah. for Jack Hanna. Yeah. We're trying to get them Jack Hanna numbers. Do you know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, the, you know, with all the animals and that. We don't have animals on our show too often. No. Occasionally my cat <laughs> wanders through, but that's it. Yeah. Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom. Wild Kingdom. Wild Kingdom. Wild Kingdom. That's what it was. Yes. Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom. When I lived in Omaha, uh, you know, Mutual of Omaha is based there. Yes. Sure. And, you know, here's the thing. The guy that uh, was the head of the show, Marlon Perkins. Yes. Oh, that's what Marlon Perkins. Oh, yeah, oh my God. Watch. He would send these guys into dangerous situations with lions and alligators. Oh, yeah. oh, hell yeah. I mean, that's a great show. That's a good lead into 60 Minutes, right? Let's just throw some people into a tiger cage. 
Well, I think it's almost like the beginning of where Survivor started. Fair enough. Probably. That makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Probably. They're like, they're like, that's not quite dangerous enough. You know, and oh, we only Marlon know. Like, we don't over it. Yeah. So that's great. And the other place you can see me is I'm going to take uh, Moon. I'm going to take PJ on a tour of my talk 107.1. So that'll be good. So we'll see. Oh, oh, cool. That'll be, oh my God. It's like a little make a wish for her, but she doesn't have the <laughs> yes, team. That's great. That'd be great. Oh, I would love that. I'm easy to find. So yeah, so that, that'd be great. Oh. And it's, I really appreciate you guys having us on the show. I mean, Moon, I've listened to you for years. Every time I run into you, you've always been so encouraging and so kind. And so it, uh, uh, I am excited to be able to uh, share your podcast with you. So thank you very much. And Tiffany, you know, I, you know, I stand you. So that's all great. Enjoy the rest of your show. Bye. Okay. Bye. 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 I love you, honey. Isn't she so nice? I know. I love her. That's my best friend. I mean, I know. I'm so, yes. I, yeah. I know. I pick the best ones. Like people are jealous of me because of my best friend choices. I got you. <laughs> I got B jug. I got Shannon. <laughs> well and here's the thing oh. we always had talked about having her on mm -hmm. and then i told p jug i said here's the thing with miss shannon i can say hey shannon welcome to the show and then i can leave the building yes you can yeah and i can come back yep. 64 minutes later and the broadcast yep. and i can chop her up and she'll sound great absolutely absolutely you yeah, do not have great. to do a thing you don't have to lift a finger and she will lob it back to you She'll yeah. be like, okay, I've been talking too much here. It's back. This is why I've always loved about you. Oh my God. Such a, such a, such a pro. Okay. Uh, we got to talk about what we're watching. We finished Yellowstone. Yes. Me too. I finished okay. it. Mm -hmm. Did you think that the ending was what you wanted it to be? It's not the ending. There's a cliffhanger there. Yeah. I don't think it's, I don't think it's done. The wedding with Beth was amazing. That is the opposite it's a bridezilla and that's the opposite yeah. of a bridezilla i'm gonna wear this dress that i wore to the jail and then yeah. I'm go to the front yard and chuck all the chairs out of the way and then i'm gonna kidnap at gunpoint a catholic priest to come and do the ceremony and then i don't even want another vows and i just want to take him into the house and make love to my new husband it's that's it's it's a shorter wedding than I had. My wedding was 15 minutes. After we got done with that, we're thinking should we go straight to 1883, which is oh, the prequel? Is that and good? Thinking, okay, we're releasing that one episode at a time. Okay. So we thought, wait a minute, Ozark's out. I know. I've already seen the whole first part one. Yep, that's yeah. seven episodes. Yep, we're through three of them. Yeah, we're probably going to do one or two tonight. It's really good again. Here's the thing. And I'm just going to say this and I don't want to spoil anything. I'm just going to say like Laura Linney as an actress, I've always yeah. liked her. Mm -hmm. God, I hate her by episode seven. I'm so over the character of Wendy by episode seven. I'm just saying. <laughs> and Jason Bateman, which is a guy I've had a crush on since I was like a teenager. Me too. They have never touched each other. Like ever Not since yet. they left Chicago and part of the reason why they weren't touching each other was why they left Chicago. Cause some of the, you know, from season one, she was having an affair. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. So that's what we're watching now. And uh, after we get done with Ozark, then I think we'll probably maybe go to 1883. 
Okay. Um, I'm still watching the Neighborhood Weekly. I get a great kick out of that. Okay. I think Cedric the Entertainer is really funny. Oh, he's um, really a gem. It's really fun. It's it's 30 minutes, so it's quick. And, and you know, as far as network programming, you know, This Is Us is back. Uh, Watch that this week. It was very moving. Always is. You know, that's the thing. Last night we started watching The Neighborhood and uh, PJ gets a call from her daughter. So mm-hmm. I stopped the neighborhood. And then by that time, This Is Us had already started. And I'm thinking, okay, so we're going to go to from funny to now that we've missed the beginning of This Is Us, let's do Ozark and do a little bit of blood and guts. And then mm-hmm. after the blood and guts of Ozark, we'll come back to the sweetness of This Is Us. And it was really, you know, for somebody who has lost a parent, mm-hmm. you know, in the last, you know, little while, Mm-hmm. And that doesn't go away easily. And that was addressed this week on This Is Us. Okay. And, you know, we've been going through some of that. And Oh, does uh, Mandy Moore's character finally die? Jesus. No. She's no, she's good. Jack's been gone for forever. We got to readdress. Joe, He's been gone since season one, dude. Like. <laughs> it was brilliant how they wrote him. In I know. And how they weaved him back in and out of the story. But here's the thing about. Milo Ventimiglia, who plays Jack on This Is Us, Your lover. he has just announced that he is going to do a girls hockey, a series based here in Minnesota. Good. They just hey, announced huh. it today. Huh, so, I didn't hear that. so if you're a lady and you think that you might be able to ever sink your hooks into Milo Ventimiglia, oh my God. Uh, he's coming to town and he'll be here for an extended stay. He's short. He's the height of a hockey player. <laughs> that makes sense. He can stay at the Moon Casa. Don't oh, are you, gonna, are you gonna? Yeah, are you guys gonna give him the password to the gate? Yeah. <laughs> I remember on the air. This was another fun thing we used to do. We used to say we had the Moon Airbnb. Oh yeah, I, that's right. Yeah, and I, I did an exclusive agreement with the yeah. people at the XL Energy Center and all the venues, yeah. so that their stars would then stay here because fans would expect to see them at an upper end hotel. So for more privacy, they'd come to Lakeville, they'd stay in my basement, and and we had, you know, superstars. I think Beyonce was here a couple well, times. Yeah, I know. I remember the lies you told on the air. Yes, I was, <laughs> I was there when you came up with this idea. I was like, I have a great idea. And then you, yes, yes, yes. And they all stayed there. That was the thing. Stacy's like, people aren't that stupid. They're not going to believe it. And I said, that's the bit. That's the funny part, right? When you sell it. It's like, oh, my God, when Bono was at the house last night, he had this woman cobra over there in the middle of the night with aromatherapy, and it stunk the whole place up. Okay. He's done now, I think right? you. I think you look great, and I love you very much. I don't know that that was the bid that people really bought into, but, but, but no. it, was, it, it was cute fodder. One of the things I love to do that I know a lot of people just shook their heads Right. I would always say that I was learning a new musical instrument mm-hmm. and then I would download a file off YouTube. Oh, this and, uh, you no, know, no, no, no. You yeah. didn't download, dude. You never downloaded a thing. I yeah. downloaded it. Your <laughs> producers downloaded it. You didn't download shit. <laughs> you said, give me a clarinet. And it's like, oh my God. Oh, through the, through the magic of radio, I am a clarinet player. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so I would play these very <laughs> complex songs on my new clarinet. Or, you know, we did tuba, we did trombone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. yeah these no, they the were most- all great. They were all gems, baby. They were all gems. <laughs> <laughs> and I know that people, when they were driving in their car, were thinking, this is the most stupid thing he's ever done again. He's outdone himself. Well, wait till the 315 break. We will help <laughs> you with that. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. Coming up later in the show, we can sink way Coming lower than that. <laughs> uh, so let's see. Are you going anywhere? You need to promote anything. I will. Um, I just added the added this this week. I will be headlining on a Sunday night, everybody's favorite night to go out, uh, February 27th at the House of Comedy. So Ooh, that'd be good. Yeah. Yeah. That's at the mall, right? Yeah, the Mall of America. Okay. Even has come out. I can I can I can I got a little bit of a guest list if y'all want to get on it. All right, there you go. Everybody should go see uh, Tiffany Norton there. And for me, I'm going to have to really think about seeing Brian Regan at uh, Mystic Lake. I'm just, I'm waiting for the blood work I had done today. Are you waiting for the blood work, honey? You got to, first of all, <laughs> you got to be careful. And also too, like, it's going to be fun, but it's a casino and everybody's super tired of COVID. And what I've been noticing is like, no one's doing the six feet thing anymore. No. Like, it's just like, you're either coming or you're not. No one cares. So, you know, you, you have to be careful because we need you. Well, that was episode 40. Thanks to Miss Shannon Paul. Uh, she was great to have on. Tiffany, thank you for being a Hobbs girl for one more week. Doug, she, she came back. She didn't retire. Nope. Everything's set to go. Next week, Marlon Perkins from Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom. Yes. I think he's dead. But you know what? If you can book him, if anybody can book him, it's you. It's time to end the podcast. It's time to shut off the mics. It's time to end the podcast and get a thousand likes. You need to share this podcast with friends in cars or bikes. It's time to end the podcast and get a thousand likes. Why do you always listen? I guess we'll never know. A fat guy in a wheelchair. What the does he know it's time to end the podcast it's time to get some likes go to your computer type it in and you're gonna win we are out of lyrics in boopie jug and Hobbs. that was wonderful bravo i loved that oh it was great well it was pretty good well it wasn't bad well there were parts of it that weren't very good it though. could have been a lot better i didn't really like it it was pretty terrible it was bad it was awful i was terrible Get him away hey boo. boo let's put this show out of its misery <laughs>